Hi everyone, welcome to the Meditate with Samara podcast. I'm so excited, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, uh, to discuss and learn from one of my dear friends because I have stalked her or seen her on social media for if not months, years now I feel like, like since the pandemic and I found that her content is so soothing to the soul it is so kind and welcoming and helping me rethink about my life with prompts in such an enlightening and positive way so I'm very grateful to have her presence here today to talk about something that we'll, we'll figure out later <laughs> but something that hopefully can help you improve your life okay without further ado hi silkina welcome to the podcast hello samara i loved that introduction i like how you said soothing to the soul because i kind of feel the same way about you uh, i love that mirroring <laughs> each other thank you thank you girl so grateful how are you today i'm good thank you wow it's uh, you know what? We're we're coming out of the new moon in in Pisces. So I think we're all just kind of like I'm I'm kind of in that vibe where I'm like dreaming big and I'm really excited about life. And I'm looking at everyone like being so creative and it's it's always fun. It's always fun to kind of see people living their you know, creative expression and their authentic selves, including you. Thank you. But that's true. I woke up I think a day or two days ago feeling very hopeful and I didn't realize it was the new moon and I just texted my boyfriend I was like hi so how are you having in the morning and I was like yeah I'm feeling hopeful and then I started on Instagram and then people are saying like oh yeah it's the new moon Pisces and it's just like whoa everyone's dreamy yeah. like exactly what you said like stepping into their intuitive self also right exactly and it's like it really is the epitome of that sentence like as above so below and it's so funny, but whenever the moon is in Pisces, like full moon or new moon, I have like this urge to like paint and I'm not even a painter and I don't even like to draw. I'm not good at drawing, but it's like whenever I feel like painting or drawing, I'm like, where's the moon? Like, is it in Pisces? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why am I doodling? Something's happening. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, and have you always been so in sync with the moon and with your intuition or how has it been for you, Silkina, through this journey? Um, in sync with the moon, I think even if we don't know it, I think we are. And it's funny because when I talk about people too, and I try not to, you know, box people up or like label me or like other people too much, like, oh my God, you're such a Virgo or like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm such a Gemini moon right now, you know, but it's just really interesting to see energies that are up there kind of playing out like down here. So no, I haven't always been like in tune and like um, intuitive, but I would say when I started my spiritual awakening journey, I would say the first one honestly was when I watched The Secret when I was like 17 years old. Okay. But it didn't fully land. It didn't fully land like in my body and in my energy until I was like 28 years old. You know, but I've always had like that 
intuitive knowing and that part of myself at the back of my mind. But again, I'm going to box myself up here, but because I'm a Virgo, <laughs> I'm so analytical, just trying to like, trying to think of a logical explanation for everything. But I would say in 2019 was when I was like, okay, there's clearly this other part of me that wants to come out and I don't quite understand it, but I'm going to try to make space for her. You know, and that was difficult at the time. Like, I remember when I first started my spiritual journey, I was so interested in like crystals and tarot and tarot, especially because I was like, there's just no way that I'm going to come out and talk about this. Like, this is crazy. Like, nobody's going to take me seriously. People are going to think I'm like a psycho. Like, what am I doing, you know, basing my life decisions on like a deck of cards, which is not entirely what tarot is, but at the time it was yeah. for me. And I remember just telling myself like, no, you know, like it's just so much easier to be whatever society deems as normal. And yeah, I'm just. I'm I'm just never going to come out and talk about this. I'm never going to come out and talk about meditation or, you know, um, connecting to your intuition using tarot cards or like oracle cards. And I started getting really interested in like crystals. And I was like, okay, I've really gone way too far now. Like people are going to think I'm just crazy. And I was like in my room, like practicing reading tarot. And I was like, how funny. I will never do this in front of people which is hilarious because then I started offering tarot readings. And I always think back to that time in my room when I was just like talking to myself and I'm like, whoa, all I did was like trust. And I let my intuition guide me to like wherever it wanted to, to bring me. And yeah, um, kind of like little by little, I started to become more comfortable with that side of me and I started to like embrace her and like accept her and now I'm just like full-blown crazy I'm into everything <laughs> I'm like into everything <laughs> call me psycho but I you know yeah I'm like I talk to Angel so like what are you gonna do about it yeah I'm kidding but yeah yeah I love how but I'm not <laughs> underline that Kidding, not kidding. <laughs> yeah. I I resonate with what you shared. Um, thank you for sharing your spiritual awakening journey. I myself am a Virgo rising, actually. So there is that part oh. of me that that you know that logical side when coming into the intuition. Like, is it real? Is it not real? What would people think? And I hear this a lot from the podcast audience. You know, when they meditate more, they get insights, downloads. Their intuitions become stronger and the mind is struggling to make sense of it all, which we both felt. So it's okay, friends, if you feel this way. It's it's a part of the journey. Yeah. It's, it's such a part of the journey. And I think it's also important to remind people that, I mean, with, with me as well, I started with meditation and then it was crystals and then it was tarot and then it was astrology and then it was mediumship and psychic studies. And then it was past life healing. And then it was hypnosis. And then I started to get interested in like intuitive eating. So it's it's a good reminder that 
like spirituality or, you know, connecting to your intuition, it's not black and white. It's not like do this and then like do this only and then you will become this. You know what I mean? Because essentially it's building your emotional and spiritual toolbox and, and spirituality to me, it's just about meeting your authentic self and whatever that looks like for you, however you get there, it's it's so unique to like each and every person and it's it's the same you know with one person resonating with astrology the other resonating with human design and not everybody will resonate with everything and everyone so i think when you're kind of early in your um awakening journey just be open and don't judge yourself you know don't be like I can't make up my mind, you know, like, why am I interested in this one day? And then that one day, like, it's all part of the plan. And what we're going to be talking about today, even like um, EFT, just a little hint. Um, that's something that I've also known for like a few years, but, but it didn't fully land until like, I went through some stuff in my life and my own intuition was like, why don't you give this a try again? And I was like, no, you know, I give it a try like a while back. It didn't work. So I'm like, I'm not even going to think about it. But again, like we were talking um, before this recording, how when it comes to intuitive nudges, it's not like scary and it's not loud, which is why it's so easy for us to just dismiss it. But it's like that deep knowing and that little push, like like it just pushes you again and again. And and then there will come a time where it's so difficult to like ignore it, you know. But again, it's not the voice in your head that's so loud that says, oh, my God, do this right now or you're it's going to be the end of your your life. You know what I mean? Like that's fear. But intuition is more like it's 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 more like it's even hard to like put it in words because it's such a feeling but it's just like that deep knowing in your body that's not scary. You yeah. know, that's just like, hey, just a, just a little suggestion, you know, like you if, if you want to, you, you can go for this. But if not, it's not the end of the world. So, yeah, completely true. I had to learn that also a hard way from not listening to my intuition. And then they go like, oh, see, there you go. Um, but other than that, that's so true for your permission slip. And I really feel that was a permission slip to explore, to be open in our process, in our journey and see whichever that we're interested in, whichever is helping us the most. Because I say it's like an experiment, you know, you're increasing, as you said, the toolbox that you can use when you need it. And what I'm really interested in also discussing and asking you as the expert about is the EFT tapping because I see that a lot on Instagram actually like I follow a couple of accounts and I try that because they would show like how you do this for a specific thing but I don't know anyone who knows it deeply other than you I'm so happy to invite you and to share more about what is EFT tapping can you Mm -hmm. yes Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk about this because yeah, in in Indonesia, I think in particular, it's not so much widespread yet. There is one guy who does um, SEFT. I completely forgot his name, but it stands for Spiritual Emotional Freedom Techniques. But let's talk about EFT. So 
EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. It was founded by a man named Gary Craig in 1995. So it's relatively new. It's not so far back. Um, the original version of EFT is actually called TFT. We're really getting deep now, which yeah. is thought field <laughs> therapy. <laughs> yeah. So it's still practiced um, here and there, but it isn't as widespread and popular as um, EFT. So EFT essentially, I like to call it, it's acupuncture without the needles. So it's emotional acupuncture. So what you do is you stimulate meridian points in the body by tapping on them. And it comes from an understanding that every illness, every emotion that you're, you're feeling, it comes from, well, eight past experiences. And when we're talking about illnesses, it comes from some type of emotional blockage. So emotion itself is energy in motion. And I guess we've established now that we are energetic beings, that we're not solid matter. Um, so if there is any blockages in our body, and especially in these meridian points, it can manifest as physical, mental, or emotional illness. So the idea is to tap on these points to move the energy through the body's meridian um, system. And by tapping and tuning into the source of the issue or the blockage, um, whatever symptoms like negative emotions, limiting beliefs, physical pain even, they will start to disappear and diminish, you could say. Yeah. Wow. I feel I need that already. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for doing that. Um, and I'm curious, yeah. about, is it only for like the short-term kind of emotions you feel in the moment? Or can you go way past way? Because you said it is determined by past experiences and maybe more deep health trauma that our body stores. Yeah. Well, both. So with, with EFT, of course, when you're feeling stressed in that particular moment, you can absolutely tap to reduce that stress. But you won't necessarily get to the bottom of the issue. So, for example, if you're feeling stressed and it has something to do with another person, it's worth to explore, like why that trigger came up in the first place, you know, what it reminded you of. And once you get to the root of that issue or that trigger, you will find that it happens less and less. And again, when I say this, I feel like I have to remind people that like EFT is not going to make you like become a robot, like an emotionless robot where you just don't feel emotions anymore. That like, that's not the, the whole point. The point is the pause between what you're feeling and how you react, like that pause becomes longer. Ooh. So it doesn't mean that you will never, ever feel that, that emotion again, because we're human, but your nervous system will not be in fight or flight mode. So you're more calm, you're more present. Maybe you even start to take things less personally. You're able to kind of, you know, take yourself out of that situation and just observe it for like what it is. So I think that's important for 
people to know. Like it's very powerful for like um, deep traumas because in EFT as well, there's a um, specific sequence where we use eye movement. So I don't know if you're familiar with EMDR. Do you know what EMDR is? Like you can explain more for us. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not very familiar with it, but I know it's eye movement desensitization reprocessing. I only know because like Prince Harry does it <laughs> and I guess it's working. Um, so yeah, basically EMDR is also very similar to like um, EFT where you use like certain eye movements and gentle tapping to process trauma, to process memories. And sometimes like if we've had traumatic incidents happen in our lives, like our body just shut like ourselves down from it to protect ourselves, right? Like we just don't want to remember it. So with with EFT, like as you're tapping through these points, sometimes you can have like these memories pop up or even thoughts, you know, like you'll start to think about a certain period um, of time in your life that you've never really thought about you know but like suddenly you're being brought back to when you're six years old in class and you're like why do I have this fear of just like you know not being good enough or why do I have this fear of being seen and then you're kind of taken aback to when you were you know five or six and maybe in school your teacher had said something to you that as kids you just um internalized it because we don't have the ability to critically think between zero to like seven years old or maybe even you know older than that so there is this um specific sequence in eft that uses eye movement and tapping as well and that's really powerful for deep traumas because depending on where you get stuck when you're sort of like moving your eyes as a practitioner we can sort of find out like are you having issues with your past with your present or with your future so yeah it's it's all just like very fascinating so fascinating it is fascinating you're rekindling my memory i do actually use this uh, in my nlp coaching for neuro-linguistic programming where oh where we're looking um whether it's up it's more about recollecting right the information visually in the middle it's like what we're listening and when we're looking down it's like kinesthetic and if we're looking like right we're like imagining and left it's like remembering so what you said makes sense i just didn't connect with it but yeah it's crazy how you know you can kind of dissect traumas because sometimes what creates that reaction is that all of it jumbled at once and just by remembering this traumatic events in pieces of its memories in silos helps reduce that emotional reactivity. So that's very cool of you to share. Yeah. 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 It's so, I'm so glad that you share that too, because even when I was reading about EFT and EMDR and they were like, oh, EMDR is eye movements with gentle tapping. I'm like, what? That's so <laughs> simple. You know? And like, even if we think about in Indonesia, we have this um, massage called Totokwajah, right? And like the the pressure points are very similar to like the the EFT points, and the Indian head massage obviously like very similar to the EFT points, and then we have acupuncture of course, which is rooted in 
Chinese medicine, very similar points to like EFT. So I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that there's definitely something with these like meridian hotspots that are connected um, within our body to like, uh, you know, um, organs and like, of course, we know that certain organs are also connected to like um, emotions, right? So I definitely don't think that all of this is a coincidence. I think that there's something there, you know, like it, it works in, in a very big way. Wow. And that actually is a great bridge to my next thought and question is that have you ever used EFT for any physical issue or you've learned it from other people during the training and your clients? Because as you said, the emotions are stored in the organs, it's all connected, the mind and body is all one. You know, so I'm very curious if we have a headache or a stomach ache, can you think EFT is a good complementary or how is it? 100%. So they've done a lot of studies on like EFT and chronic pain. And this is my view, right? I think why it works so well with like everything, you know, chronic pain, illnesses, um, negative emotions, limiting beliefs. I think it works so well because like the root sentence of EFT is I deeply and completely love, accept and forgive myself. Like, even though I'm feeling this emotion, even though I'm having this headache, even though I'm having like excruciating back pain, I accept that this is a part of me in this moment. It's not going to be a part of me forever, but in this moment, I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to run away from this pain. I'm going to accept that I have this, you know, whatever fear of being seen, or I have this fear of um, abandonment or like rejection. Like it's a part of me and I'm not running away from it. And I think when you accept these parts of you that people don't generally expect you to, you know, it's like, oh, but this is a a belief that's holding you back, you know, but it's like, yeah, but it is a part of me and it's okay. You know, like I'm going to embrace and accept this part of me because it is me, right? Like in this moment, it's, it's me. And I think when you start to accept yourself in that way, like radical acceptance, you just shatter like energetic resistance because when you are trying to run away from like these limiting beliefs and these emotions and pain even what you're trying to say is i don't like you and like i like i just want to get out of this feeling right now you know and i don't want to look at you and you're not worthy you know so it's like all these judgmental thoughts And I think when you start to deeply and completely love, accept, and forgive yourself, like that's when things start to change. Because then even your your shadow is like, wait, so I'm worthy? Like, (laughs) and if, you know, like even if I'm scared of people seeing me and of people loving me, like you still like me, you know? And it's like that that part of you that I like to call soul is is just kind of looking at yourself and accepting like everything about you, you know? So I know that like we just went deep, but like, yes, in short, EFT does help with chronic pain. <laughs> but yeah, so I think like, yeah, so so it's like 
it sounds counterintuitive, I know, because like I've worked with um, people in EFT sessions as well. And they're like, but if I say it, am I going to manifest more of it? And I'm like, no, because it, you're already feeling it. So, you know, like, why not just acknowledge that that part of you and you cannot heal it if you don't feel it, you know, so you have to feel it to heal it and release it. That's how I feel about it. Mic drop. I feel that's just a great, <laughs> that's just such a great way to, to synthesize it because yeah. I have personally felt it. I know my clients have asked me about how to embrace negative feelings because the thought is with, you know, I think there's a, some certain misconception of the LOA law of attraction thing. Like if you say it, it's going to come true. Yes. Yeah. But also like in order for that to happen, there's the intention and energy behind it. And in order, as you said, to heal it, you got to feel it. You have to create that space for it to rise, for it to be replaced with something at a lighter thing. But I I just said, I think last week with my coaching group, because because I, I do human design, right? And human design can show our ideal self very easily. Like this is what you quote unquote should be in your ideal self, but really you're, Um, not there yet and often we feel down about that and it's like no you're completely okay it's accepting all parts of yourself even your so-called shadow self it needs to be embraced and I feel like EFT is such a great way for this deconditioning and accepting our wholeness and authenticity as the definition of spirituality you said earlier so you got me going to practice EFT but I have no clue how to practice So for a beginner, how would we go about doing our first session? Can we do it alone? Do we need a practitioner? What's your suggestion? So the thing with EFT is because it directly sends a message to your nervous system. So let's talk about like the scientific way of like how EFT works, right? So the idea is according to science, because it's been studied, right? So when you tap on these meridian points, what you're doing is you're calming the amygdala. So this is the part of your brain that is responsible for decision making, for thinking clearly, and also it's connected to your nervous system. So this is like the fight or flight center of your brain. So that's why tapping is very much a mind and body healing modality because When you're tapping, you're connecting very deeply to your nervous system and your nervous system is like really central to who and like like who you are and how you react to, to things, right? We know that if you're in fight or flight mode, like it's just it's just easier for you to to think like people are against you or like it's it's easier for you to like take things seriously. But with tapping, when you're calming down like this, part of your brain, which is the um, amygdala, you're sort of like lowering your stress response. You're able to think more clearly. You're essentially just able to calm yourself like much more. So, and but, (laughs) when you do EFT, what happens is because you're tapping on these points and we know now that memories are very much stored in the body, right? Like healing is not just happening in your mind. It's not enough to just think about yourself healed or, you know, just saying affirmations that is not landing in your um, body at all. 
So because it's very much accessing like these parts of your brain and your body that you probably never thought you could, sometimes if you practice it alone, maybe you could re-traumatize yourself in the sense that a memory could pop up or you could have thoughts, you know, that you're like, wow, I thought I I got over that one, you know, and it's like it's still coming up and I have no idea why. So in that sense, when you feel that way, it's it's better to work with a practitioner and especially someone who's um, trauma informed <clears throat> because then they're able to kind of hold like safe space for you. Right. And help you process that. But there are like thousands of videos on YouTube that when I first started, it helped me so much. But what I realize now um, with my certification course is that EFT works so much better if you're specific to your issue. So that's why if you want to tap for in the moment stuff, that's great. But once you've sort of calmed down, it's good to kind of like maybe get into journaling and be like, okay, you know, this happened. It made me feel this way. And I wonder what it reminded me of. Because when you heal your root issue, like everything on that timeline just sort of like gets reset. So it's like if you have an issue with your partner, like for me, I found EFT because I had a breakup last year. And like all my wounds were like getting triggered, like literally all of them. And I was like, this is the worst time of my life. Like I just like I was like, there is no way I have because if I had a soul, I wouldn't be feeling this. Like, this is the worst thing ever. And I was like cursing my angels and cursing my guides. Like, why would you make make me feel this way? Like, I thought I was never going to get out of that. Right. Like if anybody's listening to this and you've been through some type of breakup or like heartbreak, it's physical pain, you know, and like in that moment, you just feel like you'll, you're never getting out of it. Like you just feel like, whoa, I'm going to feel like this forever, you know? Um, so that's when I had like that intuitive voice that was like, try tapping. And I was like, what? Like, no, you know, I've done this before. And it was like, I mean, it helped, but it was okay. Like it got me nowhere. But I had like this intuitive nudge again, come back. It, it like in the depths of my despair when I couldn't think of anything. Like I was so glad that I had that small whisper and I listened to that small, um, small whisper because the voice in my head was so much louder, right? Like he left you, he didn't choose you. Like, you know, there must be something wrong with you. Like you're not worthy. And all these stories in my head was like swirling around, but there was still that nudge that was like, okay, you know, like just try it for 30 days. And I tried it for 30 days. <clears throat> and like, I was just, I don't know what the word is, but I was gobsmacked. I've never really used that word before. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Harry Potter. But anyway, I was shocked that I was able to neutralize like a lot of these fears so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this was not the first time that I had felt all these feelings. Like I had felt it, you know, when I was seven years old, when I was eight years old with my mom and dad. And again, when it comes to the healing journey, it's not about like blaming them, right? Like everything was designed for your highest purpose. 
you know, and it's like, I just had to go through all of that. And now I look at my ex-partner and I'm like, oh my God, you are definitely an angel that had to show me this because if it weren't for you, I just would not have any idea that this was what I was dealing with deep down. And maybe the universe has, you know, like gave me these little nudges through other people, but maybe I like ignored it, you know, but it took someone that was so close to me to mirror that back to me and say, you know, like, I don't know how else to tell you this, but this is something you need to really work on, you know? And so I look at him now and I look at him as a blessing because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not going to forgive you a hundred percent for all the things that you did, <clears throat> but I am going to take responsibility for my part and how the relationship played out as well and how it broke down. And when I gave tapping a try for like 30 days, and it wasn't long, it was like two to three minutes a day. Um, like I was tapping on my fear of rejection, my fear of abandonment, my anxious attachment style, and like all these, these things. And like anything that was just bothering me, like what I, what I would do is I would just tap on the points and... I would just say things that intuitively came up, you know, like I wasn't really following a script. And that's why I like to call my type of EFT like intuitive EFT, because it's very much like flowy and like feminine. It's not so much like technical, but of course, there's there is space for like both. Right. So that was really when I was like, okay, you know, like I'm going to give this a try. And I felt myself feeling so much like just neutral. Like I felt very neutral about it. Like I was able to look at that time in my life. And instead of blaming my ex-partner and blaming myself, I just understood, you know, I understood that that had to happen the way that it happened because it led me to this moment in time right now. And I wasn't able to think that way. Like, you know, just a few months ago, cause this happened like September of 2022. And at the time, I just thought that I'll never get over him, you know, and I did work with practitioners as well, because sometimes it's just so much more helpful to have somebody else kind of help you process a lot of things. Because, you know, like when you're going through something so big and and dark and deep like that, like it's it, it can be difficult to like hold all of those emotions by yourself, you know, so I must say as much as, you know, tapping on myself um, with myself helped, but working with practitioners, like it just quantum leaped my healing, you know, like a thousand fold. Like I started to feel so much better. And I think it's also that that connection with another person and in a way, you know, healing in community, like to have somebody else witness you in your journey and your pain and whatever you're going through, I think that's powerful because that itself is already healing, right? When you sit with a practitioner, like the minute you're kind of with another person, I think that sort of helps you like feel so much better because you're being seen in your vulnerability. And we know that that's always very magical so yeah can i just give another mic drop 
<laughs> this bomb. Sakina, <laughs> no words. I've been. If you were listening to this, I have been nodding my my head for the whole entire time. Fully agreeing with what Silkina just shared, and fully, you know, witnessing and hearing your courageous sharing. Yeah, I have felt similarly through breakups, and I know the girls, the the guys, everyone who are here listening would also have these heartbreaks in their life, romantically, non-romantically. Their sense of grief, there's this loss, and being able to shift perspective. To work on yourself, to love yourself that much, and work with a practitioner, really seek help, doing it day in day out, even though it's two three minutes, you know, working on yourself, and that takes the commitment, and that is self love, and that's very inspiring for me too. So, thank you for sharing that, and I want to work with you. And if the other people would love to work with you, where can they find you? How can they? Get to know more about your work and your content. Please let us know all the details. Thank you so much for asking that and for allowing me to like plug myself here. But yes, you can find me on Instagram. I am at I am Silkina. If you want to book an EFT session, you can just click the link in my bio. It's there as well. And I'm also on Insight Timer. If you like meditations, I do guided meditations. Um, you just type my name, Silkina, and it'll come up on like Insight Timer. I have a podcast as well that I absolutely do not update, and I'm not as you know disciplined as you. But whenever a thought comes up, I'm like, let's talk about this. So that's also linked in my bio, so you can listen to my podcast. But I must say, everybody listening to this, this is the best podcast. To listen to meditate with Samara. I love your meditations because you're just like so soothing. Thank you. Ah,、uh, my heart is open and welcoming that. I appreciate、yeah. that so much. And you have such a great presence and voice that I have not yet listened to your podcast, but I will,、yeah. and I、yeah. will share the link. To Silkina's Instagram at I am Silkina on the podcast description. So if you're looking at this on your phone, laptop, devices, just have a scroll, have a click, check out her content. And I said, very soothing voice, such a beautiful soul. And yeah, I, I would love to wrap up this. I wanted to talk more, but I feel so. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like we touched on. The the important points, and this is exactly what people need to hear right, right now. Whoever is listening to this, yeah. So if you find this, this is the sign for you. <laughs> yeah, and I often ask these to my guests: What are the practical things that we can do right now? Because thank you for exploring and explaining deeply about EFT and all the important points. But I also feel like we can all use. Anything right now that we can do in the、yeah. next five minutes or so. So, do you have any suggestions for that? Okay. I feel like what's coming up to me right now, like for everyone listening, I truly, I dare you to to love and accept yourself. So, wherever you are in life, 
I invite you to just accept where you are. And you can start by saying that, right? Like, I love and accept myself because we're, we are living in a world where it's so normal to be insecure, like to not like yourself and loving, accepting and forgiving yourself is like, it's considered as a brave act. Like it's like, it's so odd to like do that. And then I would probably suggest you, I think breathwork is very underrated. It's, you know, like in any moment where you're feeling overwhelmed, I think like even counting your breaths, like it's so, it's so underrated. And yeah, so I would say like breath work and just like breathing deeply, accepting yourself, loving yourself. And what I love to, to, to do as well, I wear like um, jewelry and like I have um, crystals, like these are my, my physical reminders of like just being present and like grounded, you know, and especially when I'm doing something like this or, um, you know, something that I'm nervous about, just having something to hold in your hand, like just brings you back to this moment, you know? So even wearing like conscious jewelry and like having crystals in your hand and just to have something in your body that reminds you to kind of come back to this moment and that can remind you of who you truly are in the bigger picture because sometimes we can get so in our heads thank you so much for sharing that and reminding us to let's collectively take a deep inhale yeah and like just let it go actually before we go um and i kind of feel feel called um to do this even before we started, but could I pick a card for like everyone? Because I just felt like, I think I want to pick a card for like everyone listening and maybe somebody needs, needs to listen to this. So I'm using the goddesses, gods and guardians Oracle card. And let's just see what is the message for the collective and the people that are listening. I don't usually work with cards with like other people, but today I felt like, you know what? I feel like picking a card for Samara's audience. Thank you for sharing that okay. with us. Practice. So the two cards that came up, I love it. It's Inner Strength. Ooh. And Share Your Gift. That's kind of, Ra, the god Ra. That's kind of, that's so interesting because we were sort of talking about that. like. This whole entire episode was about building resiliency and like inner strength. And I guess I was also talking about like my my fear of, you know, being seen. And so even being on this podcast, like it's so it's so special to me because I'm putting myself out there in a way that I I never could have even imagined like last year. So I really appreciate this card coming out, share your gift. But if anybody is listening and you need a sign to put yourself out there and you're still nervous, really don't be in your head so much about this. Share your gift and trust, trust that you will be guided. And I love this card, Inner Strength, as well, because I think we don't realize just how strong and powerful we are. Again, when we're so in our heads, like the stories in our heads can tell us things that are just untrue, you know? So believe in yourself, 
and just believe that that you can do it and just know that you have so many unseen helpers right like you have support in the earth, earthly realm and the angelic realm so don't be afraid to ask for help from both these um realms you know that's another episode of my oh my god like angelic healing yeah that's another episode <laughs> i have so much to talk about samara <laughs> i'm grateful that you chose to share your gifts today in our platform because just showing your self and your authentic true self with all your lessons learned your perspective your knowledge it has been truly helpful and healing for me and hopefully for our listeners so thank you thank you so much i see you i feel you love you sakina love you samara thank you Thank you so much for everyone listening. If you're interested with working with Silkina or just checking her profile out, look at the podcast description. Have a scroll. If you find that this podcast was inspiring and interesting, you can share it and tag us on Instagram. And you can also send it to your loved ones. Thank you so much. Namaste. Pandangan dan opini yang disampaikan oleh kreator podcast, host, dan tamu tidak mencerminkan kebijakan resmi dan bagian dari Podcast Network Asia. Setiap konten yang disampaikan mereka di dalam podcast adalah opini mereka sendiri dan tidak bermaksud untuk merugikan agama, grup etnik, perkumpulan, organisasi, perusahaan, perorangan, atau siapapun dan apapun.